Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that gives you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz that you're used to without tobacco. Fully Loaded Chew comes in nine flavors and is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine. To give us a try, head on over to FullyLoadedChew.com for a $1 can of chew with free shipping when you enter the code OUTDOOR1, O-U-T-D-O-O-R, and the number one. For more information on our product line, visit FullyLoadedChew.com. The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. It's forged in combat and tailored for hunters. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can start your free 14-day trial today by visiting SpartanForge.ai and you can use the code SOUTHERNGROUND, that's all lowercase, all one word, SOUTHERNGROUND at checkout, and that'll get you 25% off of your purchase. You're wanting to know more about saddle hunting? Well, check out tetherednation.com for all your saddle hunting needs. Tethered is for saddle hunters by saddle hunters, and they're redefining ultralight hunting. If you'd like to support the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, you can visit patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting, or you can click on the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. We offer two different tiers for our patrons that offer a solid list of benefits. We'd love for you to join the Southern Ground Hunting community today. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash southern ground hunting. And now, let's get to the show. Hey guys, last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We've partnered with the social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women and by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn points, you start to unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free stuff, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. Oh, and if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. All right, welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. We've got a first-time guest. We've got Taylor Johnson on the line with us. Taylor, how's it going in Tennessee today? Man, it's going great today. You're telling us you had a, a day for the record books as a turkey I hunter. I did. I did. It's one for the books. Hopefully, I'll remember for, for a long time. Yeah, I was fortunate to kill a bird this morning, um, about 11.15 this morning at the hunt was about five minutes long and um and then uh a buddy of mine called me this afternoon and uh said hey dude he's he's a pretty new turkey hunter i took him the first time a few years ago he's killed a a bird or so every year but he's still not super confident calling he called and said hey dude i've got i've got three strutters right across the road on property i can hunt can you come over and and help and call and i was like i'm supposed to take my kids to uh, pick up my son from school i was like hey babe what do you think? <laughs> so I rode over there and, uh, the birds are still there by the time I got there. And, uh, we circled around this, this huge hill, got on, got on, got above them on top of this ridge. And after some soft collins and scratching the leaves, had two, two strutters at about 22 steps. And, uh, my buddy whiffed on the first shot, whiffed on the second shot, 
wounded the bird on the third shot and was out of shells. And he takes off running down the side of this, it's like a mountain flying like mock speed down after this turkey. And, uh, and I don't even know where he went and there's turkeys going everywhere. And anyway, I had to run down the hill and give him another shell and the turkey is wounded and, and kind of hold up and he <laughs> had to shoot again and still miss. And so we had to chase the turkey down and I'm still exhausted after that fiasco. I'm carrying camera gear, you know, all my stuff. And so anyway, we finally caught him, but two birds today. It was a, it was a good day. I've seen a lot more of that, uh, of, of that storyline, not, not that exact storyline. Uh, and maybe it's just because I'm more immersed in it right now, but like mm-hmm. I was watching a, uh, a video, um, from the, uh, do it yourself hunter, the guys in Mississippi, uh, from last year where, they shot this turkey with a bow. It was during, a, I think it was Kansas archery season. Um, and they shot this turkey with a bow and looked like, to me, like they made a great shot. But they ended up tracking this joker like 400 yards. Um, and he went underneath a, a creek, like a, a creek overhang type thing, like, like, like a coyote den type looking area. And uh, the bird was like hung up in there. He was still alive, just tucked up in there kind of like a deer. Like, man, I, I don't want a turkey hunt where I have to track them. Like, I like it when they just die, you know, and you can go get them. Um, but then where, where I was watching another one, I feel like, um, where somebody was talking about wounding them. And, and it brings up the, like, the conversation always when people talk about that. Uh, I, I would imagine a lot of people listening to this would think, oh, that was because it was too far of a shot and it wounded the wounded the turkey was that the case in this one by the time he got that third shot off was it just kind of a, a long ways out no the turkey oh well, i say he missed the first shot he he's shooting a red dot and so my my opinion if you're shooting a red dot and turkey's at 22 yards you should hit the turkey i mean i could understand somebody missing with a bead because it happens to the best of us which is mm-hmm. why i got a red dot um but turns out after the fact he hadn't shot his gun since last season and last season the same thing happened so I'm not even sure he shot it last season other than shooting it at a turkey. Um, but the last two times I've been with him where he shot a bird, we went running. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, oh, no. yeah, we're supposed to leave and go to my farm in West Tennessee tomorrow and hunt Thursday, Friday. And I said, Hey dude, do you need me to bring you a gun? Because I have one that'll hit. I do. <laughs> so well, you anyway, know, I'd at least be patterning that sucker with him. Yeah, right. Gosh. Absolutely. So I so I actually went back and watched the, the footage and I slowed it down and, and he hit about two feet low and probably a foot right at twenty two yards. So I don't know if he I don't know what's up, but so the turkey, you go back and watch the video, the turkey when he shoots, you can see the wad hit the turkey almost in the butt. And the turkey like goes to the ground, but he gets up and he's hauling to get out of there. And uh of course I'm like shit. And he's like, boom, turkey's still running. I'm like, shoot him again, boom. <laughs> and then turkey just takes off running. I was like, we got to go. And so he takes off running, I mean, hauling, like Usain Bolt hauling, running down the side of this mountain. And, of course, I'm videoing because I'm like, if he goes down, I got to get it on video. So <laughs> I'm just panning with him. And uh, he starts yelling, I'm out of bullets. So <laughs> anyway, anyway the turkey's sitting there still about 35 yards. We had slipped up on him and. He missed again, but the turkey still couldn't get away. So we finally caught up to him and dispatched him, but as quick as we could. But so y'all actually know. caught a turkey. It wasn't necessarily a. It wasn't like a turkey this, shot. I guess. Oh no, it was a turkey oh, catch. No. Oh no, 
we caught we straight up caught this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll tell you off one how it went down. That's that's crazy. That's uh that's, that's nuts. Awesome. I, that reminded me, Luke, of your last video where uh your buddy missed that bird um yeah. by like six feet. That <laughs> was rough. It um, happens, man. It, it happens. happens. I, I sit here and I laugh and, and probably people are thinking like, oh man, just wait. Like it's happened to me. Yeah. I've done it. Um, Absolutely. But it sounds like your buddy Taylor's got a, a gun issue or a, oh, a there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. He actually texted me uh a couple hours later and he said he's gonna shoot his gun. Um and so he he shot at a milk jug <laughs> and he said he said he, he hit like two like nearly two feet low, which oh, is man. what I saw in the video. And so anyway, he says he's on now. He said he just demolished the milk jug after adjusting. But um so we'll see. But I'm bringing an extra shotgun just in case because Yeah, it's I'm like sure. note to sell. Yeah, like, shoot the like, gun before. Now, part of the fun of turkey hunting is not having to track them, like you said. Part like I have to shoot them and walk over there to them. Yeah. So, but but after today, man, I'm I'm kind of inclined to go back to the old school days and start running after them as soon as I pull the trigger. I do it every I time. I still run dude. after them every time. Like <laughs> yeah. Dave, was it? I think it was me and you, Adam. We were talking about how cool Dave Owens looks when he's like sitting back. You know, they shoot oh, yeah. the bird and he's just kind of sitting there. He's like, man, that was a cool hunt. I'm like, my butt is running at that point. Like we'll talk yeah. and we'll act cool afterwards, but I'm, I'm going to go get that bird because if he's not hit really, really well, I just, I ain't got time to chase one. I don't, I don't want to my do first that. bird I ever shot, man. I shot him at four yards. So, you know, by that, like you don't get like a pattern at there. You get oh, like yeah. a straight hole through it. And it's that's exactly what I got. But when I grabbed that bird, that dude, and I didn't know, like, what was going to happen after my first turkey. I hadn't watched turkeys die. That dude's, like, flying, and I'm holding him. I mean, think about it. Turkey's got a lot of life in him. And so uh, – Adam started I, lifting I'm, off the ground. My dad was like, what in the world? He, he wasn't a turkey hunter. <laughs> He's watching all this go down. <laughs> it's crazy. I, the, yeah, the one I'm a, I shot – I'm a firm believer in running. The one I shot Saturday, I mean, uh, I, I hit him perfect, right? Right, and you know, base of the neck and then the head. It was a little bit further shot than what uh, you like. It was probably like forty yards or so. Which with TSS, that's actually a pretty dang good pattern. That's where your pattern really starts to get into its prime right there. But um, when I went up to him, I mean, I don't know if y'all ever happened had it happen before where uh, their leg, their head isn't like flopping, but it's up and like you can see them blinking still. And this joker oh, had yeah. pellets stuck in his beak. He had them, he had holes all in his all in his head. Uh his neck was like broken. It was like you yeah. could you could feel it, you know, loose right there. I don't know how in the world the thing was still looking around like that. And it's it's unfortunate and it's sad and it, you know, anytime that happens with a deer, if you've ever walked up on a deer that you shot and it's still alive, that's a a really sad thing. Uh, to have happen, but it, it does happen. And there's, there's definitely ways I've, I remember when I first started turkey hunting and really kind of consuming the content around turkey hunting, I was like, man, how savage is that? That you step on their head or step on their neck. Uh -huh. And then, you know, like, uh, now the thing is like people grab them up by the neck almost and like hang them That's pretty much what you're doing. You're just choking them to death. Oh. And it's like, it's super savage. It's one of those things that you wouldn't think you would see in a video on YouTube because so, people are so sensitive about that. But that's just something that it's almost like it comes with 
the sport, right? Like, you just kind of have to be okay with the fact that that's going to happen. I don't know. It's I've definitely had some that were more alive than what I wanted them to be. But, um, you know, it, it's still, to me, it, with a deer, it does affect the hunt experience. Like, if I spine shoot a deer and I have yeah. to go up to it, I kind of remember that moment, right? I'm, that's the moment that I remember the most. With a turkey hunt, it, it's almost like I don't remember that nearly as much because it's it's so calm. It's just a weird thought. I've had that thought before. Like, why is this acceptable in turkey hunting, but it's not acceptable in deer hunting to show, like, how or in, how you dispatched of the deer or whatever. In turkey hunting, people are just, like, holding it up by the neck and, like, you can see its eyes just bulging, you know? It's just kind of crazy. It sounds brutal, and people might be offended by it on a podcast, but here we are. Whatever. Honestly, for a, a new turkey hunter that's never been a part of a kill and they go get their first kill, it's good to kind of know what's expected. I mean, um, it's just part of that experience, unfortunately. And yeah. I do like hunting. Uh, I know we'll talk about uh, Luke's bow kill, but one of the cool things I think about shooting with a shotgun, it's like I hope that it's lights out, you know, when I pull mm-hmm. the trigger for the turkey. I hope that's it. Like that's the end of the game. Um, a lot of times it might be with a bow too. I've never got to experience that, but that is that's kind of a cool part about turkey hunting. So this is pretty cool. You mentioned that, Adam. Um, all four of us who are on here, so we got Taylor, Adam, and Luke, and myself, all four of us have killed a turkey within the last seven days. Um, Taylor, you've killed multiple, haven't you? Have you killed three this in the last seven days? I have. Yes, I have. That's wild. It is wild. You didn't want to say anything. <laughs> hey, I don't, like, one, <laughs> I don't want to brag. I don't want to be that guy. So you're tagged out in Tennessee, right? No, I've only killed I've only killed two in Tennessee. Oh, okay. Uh, killed, I killed one in Texas a few weeks ago. Killed one in Florida last week, and then two in Tennessee. That's awesome. That's a yeah, that's a start of a great season, and it uh, and it's really, I mean, if you're if you're a traveling turkey hunter, that's not a it's not a stretch to say you still got a couple months more to go. Um, with your with your statistics right now, you'll probably be tagged out in Tennessee within the next. Uh, few days so i don't know man i it's bittersweet because tennessee i mean i love traveling other places and i'm i wouldn't consider myself much of a traveling i mean i've I've traveled more this season than i ever have but tennessee is just it's my favorite place of turkey and i just love it it's home and uh you know and i might travel all over the state but i don't i usually stay around middle tennessee where i live and i just i just love it and it does help that we Contrary to what Rick Taylor says, we actually do have turkeys in Tennessee. I just don't like to tell people where. Uh, so Adam Cruz has got all of them, actually. But uh, <laughs> Adam I'm got the those one city that hasn't birds. A turkey in Tennessee. <laughs> do yeah. have city birds? Yeah, but it's 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 a double edged sword, you know, because we want to go out there and want to we want to kill as many turkeys as we can, you know, legally. But at the same uh, time, it's like I don't want the chase to be over, but I also <clears throat> don't want to get too proud and be like, oh, I've got plenty of time and you know, and kind of lax on it. So, um, I don't know. Part of me wants to get back after it. And, you know, um, you know, like I said, I'm going back to West Tennessee where I'm originally from tomorrow. We're going to hunt Thursday and Friday and, uh, I'm primarily going to video, but you know, I, you know, I was going to say to you earlier, Parker, you do know that when you carry a camera, you can carry a gun too. Well, so in Alabama, um, because the bird that I killed was on public, and the opening day was basically the day before in the zone I was in. It was the day before, uh, the day before we hunted before I killed. I still got to wait ten days, 
Uh, really? You've got to, you can only kill one bird in the first 10 days on a, on a WMA or, or national forest. And so it's, uh, there, there's some loopholes that people kind of figured out, but I don't know, man, when you film and you put stuff on YouTube and you know, you, you have a social media presence or whatever, it's, it's kind of hard to, to claim. Oh. I know, I'm just giving ignorant, you, you know what I mean? Just giving you a hard time. No, but you're you're exactly right. And and I uh I I I did carry a gun on the lease property that I have. Um but at the but I was letting my dad use my gun. He cuz my, my his his old shotgun, he's got an old uh Remington 870 Wingmaster and it doesn't have a choke in it. It's old. It uh it really is not supposed to shoot, shoot 3 inch shells uh it's really a, a two and three quarter it says it in big bold letters um but you can make a three inch work but the pattern on it like the it, that bird has to be at like 20 yards for it to be um 20 to 20 to 30 you would probably kill it um but I, I don't know i'm real confident with my gun but he was using that just because of the situation i had tss in mine and um yeah. but but yeah, it's really it's really weird. So actually, today it didn't hit me until later in the day. We actually went and hit a piece of public, and I carried his gun, you know, with me. Um, and I was like, "Oh crap, Dad! I can't carry this gun. I can't hunt right here, right now. Like, I I can't even have a gun. I can't even be backup shooter. Like, I can't even have this thing. So it's uh, it's hard in, in Alabama because we got so many new." rules and regulations it's hard to keep up with all of them and you kind of just you get in the swing of things and you like get in the heat of turkey season and your mind isn't always working a hundred percent and you know i know all the regulations and all the rules but it's easy to forget about them that's for dang sure uh but they're leaving tomorrow and we got crap weather coming up this next weekend but probably next week i'm gonna get back hard to it and and try to i think by then my 10 days so it's like 10 days from the start of the youth turkey hunt, I think. So you have two days of youth, then uh, then a day of disabled, which counts as three. And then the day before where uh, the day before I killed was four. So I shot it on the fifth day and I've got five days from Saturday. So I'm probably pretty dang close to, to being there here in the next couple of days. But Probably good for your marriage. Yeah, yeah, the, you're right. I think for God... Real. Uh, I think you remember when God tried to save the world or he did save the world by sending a flood. I think he's saving my marriage by sending crap weather this weekend. Um, because I guarantee you if tomorrow and Thursday were going to be like beautiful, I'd probably be there. I'd probably be out. Um, guys, you know, one thing we've not asked guests that we've had on and that's that? about their turkey gun. And I love turkey guns. Taylor, tell us a little bit about your piece, Good man. What do you shoot? Point. Man, I actually switched it up this year. So uh, for the past several years, I've just shot a plain Jane 870. Then I put an Indian Creek choke on and a and a, a Bushnell. I think it's a TRS 25 red dot. It's pretty inexpensive red dot. It's like, I don't know, 75, 80 bucks. But um, it's, it's been great. Um, but a couple of years ago, I bought a, um, it's a Stoger... M3000. It's a three, it's a three inch 12. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a three inch, uh, 
well, I guess it shoots three and a half. I don't know. It's 12 gauge, uh, in 3000. And, um, and anyway, I, uh, uh, I put a, uh, Burris fast fire on there this year, uh, with a sum toy mount. And, uh, you know, it's crazy. I actually bought a, an Indian Creek, uh, choke for it. And uh, I love Indian Creek chokes. Um, and I, I shoot TSS and I shot the Indian Creek and, and, uh, that Indian Creek with TSS on my 870 is, is a great, it's a great pattern. Um, but I didn't love the pattern, um, out of my Stoger with the Indian Creek and TSS. Um, and so the Stoger actually comes with a, a factory, uh, extra full Turkey choke, but it didn't tell you, uh, what the, what the diameter is of that, of that choke. So I actually had to, I looked and scoured online trying to find it. Nobody knew I put it in every Turkey forum. Nobody knew. So I actually called Stoger, which is what I just should have done the first time. It would have saved me a lot of time. Um, and, and I called some lady and, and she's like, yeah, it's, it's 0.661, which is tighter than my Indian Creek. It's 0.665. Hmm. Um, which I was kind of surprised that a stock choke would be that tight. That's Did I tight. It? It's legit. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's legit. I sold that other Indian Creek. I said, peace. So it's legit. So anyway, I've, I've, uh, I broke it in. I had, uh, I broke it in this year in uh, in texas and, and i love it it's a little bit it's a little bit lighter than my 870 you know 870s are they're pretty clunky but uh they're alive yeah. but so far man I'm, I'm loving that stoger that's awesome cool. i've got a i've got an 870 uh the super mag and mm. and that that was really i shot a maverick 88 for years and put like a i don't know some kind of bass pro uh choke on it and kill a lot of turkeys with it to be honest with you i killed a bunch of turkeys with it and um shot tss out of it it did a great did a great job it was a good gun to get started with uh but i bought that 870 super mag and so for me i'm not i've never been like me and i'm surprised me and adam are friends because adam's like he's a bow snob and he's a gun snob and And I'm just like, uh, I'm going to, I'm probably going to abuse it and drop it in the mud and scratch it up. Anyways, I might as well get something cheap. Like I've never had nice guns. I've just never been something, but I, I really like that, that 870. But, um, as kind of technology has increased and TSS has become pretty popular, uh, and, tw- and when you're hiking up and down mountains and hills and, and one of those light little. 20 gauges starts to sound really nice. Um, They're so sweet. Yeah, I, that's what I want. I, I want to get a, a 20 gauge turkey gun. Um, See, I'm that, I, I'm just I'm kicking myself because I've now got this this Stoger that's it's it's shooting like a gem, and I and I I'm in love with it. And and but now, like my buddy the other day, um, he let me he let me shoot his 20 gauge, and I was like. Oh, it's so sweet. It's well, so I was going to ask you shoot. that. 20. I was going to ask you that, Taylor, because most people you hear about, especially guys like yourself who are like hardcore into this turkey hunting world, when they get a new gun, they're not staying with 12-gauge. Like, I don't know a lot of people that are even shooting a 12-gauge right now. Uh, it seems yeah. like everybody's kind of moving to that 20-gauge, and then a lot of people even moving to the 410. Mm-hmm. Um, and 28s even now. What's that? A lot of guys are shooting 28s. I've been seeing yeah, a lot 28, of yeah, too. But yeah, I, I honestly didn't. I didn't buy that Stoger for a turkey gun. I actually, so I actually bought that. So what 
well, I guess six, seven years ago now, I actually went in Walmart to buy some groceries for my wife and they had a sale on the 870. And I was like, you know what? I wanted a dedicated turkey gun. It was like $259. It's just a three inch version. And so I bought it, decked it out. This is my specific turkey gun. And uh, I had a I had an old Winchester shotgun and it had been giving me crap for years. And so I was like, I'll just sell this for whatever I can. And then I'll buy a separate gun that I can use since I, that A70 is going to be dedicated to turkeys. I'll buy another gun that I can use for doves, ducks, geese, you know, whatever. And as a backup for turkeys. Um, and then when I went on, I went on a trip last year and I was like, yeah, I'd really like to take two guns. And so, so I took my Stoger and um, anyway, I ended up end up really liking liking a stoker and it kicks this is semi-automatic it kicks a little bit less than they said eight seventies when they they punch you buddy that's a so, dude i mean in the heat of the moment you don't even notice it but man when you're sighting them suckers in it's it's no fun but um I so shot, anyway that's i was gonna say i shot at osceola in florida a couple weeks ago and uh, i had this 360 camera that's sitting right next to me and so as i'm watching the footage i like to always I'll watch the whole thing at different angles and see what looks best. And on that bird, I sent it to you, Adam. On that bird, I'm like, I'm crouched up, you know, like kind of leaned back on the tree. And I shoot, and that gun, I swear it comes like this high off my shoulder after I shoot. It's like, <laughs> like, and I look, I look stupid in the video. Like, there's nothing that looks smooth and cool about me in that video. I look like a little kid that just got scoped by a gun for the first time. Um but that you're right, man. They freaking, they'll freaking, and then like it, it, my dad, we shot his his gun, patterned his gun the other day, and uh, he doesn't shoot turkey loads a whole lot. Like he'll use like bird shot to shoot squirrels and stuff out of his yard in Texas. Um, he's not he's he just doesn't turkey hunt out there. And so when he shot that, he was shooting like I think Longbeard XRs, and he was like, "Holy crap! <laughs> Did you see how much that thing kicked?" Like yeah, the, the, the turkey loads will do that, man. They'll they'll light you on fire. Um, but I was curious, man, just because of of what I know about you, and I know you're pretty hardcore into it. That I was curious if there was a specific reason why you had gotten a uh, a twelve gauge instead of a twenty when you upgraded. So yeah, yeah, it was literally just I just want I needed a I, I bought it to have as a extra gun to do the whole doves and ducks and whatever else. Um, and then she ended up kind of converting it to kind of my, my number one Turkey gun. Um, so now I've got 870 that I'm probably going to let my buddy use this week. Uh, Cause he apparently needs it. But, um, but yeah, so I, I'm, uh, I'm really, I don't know. I may, I may, uh, I don't know that I'll get rid of the Stoker because I, part of me, like I know that with, with TSS 12 gauges are kind of, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say, I mean, they're kind of obsolete anymore. If you're shooting TSS, they're obsolete. Um, and so, but, um, I still love, I still love it. So I'll probably hang on to it. So I'll probably just, I may sometime before next season pick up a, a 20 somewhere, but you know, what's funny is my father-in-law last year, I got him, I got him to shoot uh, TSS and he, he's, he's like the, the older guys they are like, no, you got to shoot a three and a half. It's, it's a Turkey. You got to shoot three and a half. And I told him, I was like, Kevin, I need to, I need to explain how TSS works. So I explain the density versus lead and, you know, and if you shoot nines, you know, it's versus fives, I explained the whole thing. He's like, I still need three and a half. And so I was like, Oh my gosh. So not only is a box of five, like $95, but 
he he insisted on sighting on on like getting his <laughs> shotgun on paper with those loads. So he buys like hundred and sixty or hundred and seventy dollars worth of TSS three and a halfs, and we're in the backyard like the day before turkey season last year. And dude, he's shooting. He's like, "Golly, man, I, this is terrible." I'm like, "Dude, guys are literally killing turkeys at 40 yards with four tens with TSS." I'm not saying you should do it, but you don't need three and a half anymore, especially with TSS. And so, but he still. So finally, this year, I was like, I finally convinced him, like, go at least to a three inch. Just do it for me. So I sent him some pictures of some of my patterns, and so he finally he said downgraded. To, to three inch 12 12 gauge <laughs> i've got a bunch of three and a half uh uh which they're not the tss it's those i don't know federal makes the uh the meat eater ones i can't remember it's like third degree is that what it is oh yeah the one that have all yeah. have Rinella on the on the front of it or whatever uh yeah. they had them for like way cheap and i've heard a lot of people say that yeah don't shoot those they're not great loads but That's what i shoot in 20 gauge you shoot those yeah Which, it doesn't 20, really matter because you're, you're shooting them, you're shooting them with a, a recurve anyway so you know, <laughs> i don't have to worry about nothing um but uh i have some i don't shoot them i have them literally as backups because they were on sale for super cheap at sporting goods store here um but once i i always tell i keep buying like anytime i find a good you know like even if it's like Remington Nitro turkey loads or something like that, like I'll buy them just in case. Um, I'll, if I'm in the sporting goods store, I'll buy three boxes of them for 10 bucks a piece and put them in the, I have like a little carrying case that I keep all my turkey stuff in just in case. But what I always end up doing is going back after I shoot a few birds, I'll go back and buy the TSS number nines. Yeah. Um, so it really is stupid for me to be stockpiling all these, but it's crazy, man. It's like, like you said, a box of five, like ninety-five bucks. You're talking about eight, anywhere from seventy-five to a hundred dollars for five shells. Like, I can't imagine. That's why I didn't put a red dot on my scope this year. I was telling Adam this. I didn't put a red dot on my scope this year because I was like, I don't want to buy a whole bunch of boxes of TSS. That's expensive, man. I just say yeah. I ain't trying to do that. But we, we it, that was actually a pretty good transition, Adam, to talk about the type of gun that Taylor's using because. Uh, Taylor, I got to know this. Have you ever shot a turkey with a bow? Yeah. What, what, what were, what was your opinion about it? I, it was crazy. I loved it. You liked it? But yeah, but it was hard as crap. <laughs> so, so <laughs> tell me, tell me your scenario shoot one. Like, was it like a blind of decoys or was it? The first, the first turkey, well, I said first two turkeys I shot with a bow were in a blind with decoys. Um, and first turkey i shot he he came in to i said of course set the decoy super close i'm i'm not hardcore i'm not going with the recurve sorry luke um <laughs> no I, it's still hey it's killing <laughs> turkey with anything's hard you got that right but he came in the decoys straight right in and you know started picking up the decoy and and uh i shot him and i was like man i got this thing whipped like there's nothing to it it's i think it was either my first or second try um and then the second and then i went back like a week later tried it again um, cause I went through this phase where I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going to kill, you know, one or two birds. Cause at that time, Tennessee was a four bird state. And so I was like, I'll kill two birds with a shotgun and I'll carry a bow, but I'll carry a shotgun as a backup just in case, in case they hang up, you know, at 40 or whatever. And so the first, the first, either the first or second hunt, I, I was successful, killed a good bird. 
Um, and then I went again, like the next week, um, and shot another bird, but, uh, but I wounded him. Like, I, I mean, I, look, I thought I hit him perfect, but he ends up kind of flying off in a tree and then he fell down to the ground. I was like, okay, well he died and I will get over there. And the dude like takes off 400 miles an hour. And, and of course there was no blood. And I looked and looked and looked, I actually found him about a week later. Um, cause I, I just found a bunch of just feathers and found pieces of beard and right. I mean, I had walked right over him under a log, but then I went. Now was this like, with a, was with a, with a bow or with a shotgun? That was a bow. That yeah. was a bow. Okay. Yeah. And then I went like two years without a shot with a bow. Um, I was like, so this isn't as easy as I thought it was. And, um, and then I went back to that same place where I killed my first one. And I actually wasn't in a blind. Um, that was a crazy, crazy hunt. It was, it was the last day of the season and I've uh, been seeing birds in this field and um, there's an old shed in the middle of it. And it was starting, it was starting to rain and, and I knew because I can drive by this place and see if there's birds there from the road. And so I drove by and sure enough, there they were. And they were making their way towards the barn. It's like, man, if I can just get to that barn, then I can get to this hedgerow from there and crawl. So all I literally took, because it was raining, it was nasty. It was like, I think one gobbler, a couple of jakes and a bunch of hens the last day of the season. And I had been going all season, couldn't, could not get one in the range. Didn't take any decoys or nothing. They didn't even take a vest. I just took a mouth call and an arrow knocked and then an extra arrow that I took with me. And uh, I get in this hedgerow and all, and the turkeys have vanished. Can't see them. Of course, of course, it's the end of the season, so the grass is tall and I can't hardly see anything. And I'm just on my knees in this and in this little fence line of grass and pretty good cover. And all of a sudden I hear I hear something behind me walking. And of course I couldn't hear really great anyway, because it was raining. Um and I look, and I've got, and I've got my bow, it's like right here in front of me. Kind of use my bow for a little bit of front cover, and I look, and there's a hen not seven feet from me, and she's walking down this fence line, and I just froze, and I was like, that gobbler was with her, and so, and so all of a sudden I hear, and I was like, oh my gosh, what? Am, how am I going to draw this thing? And he walked, uh, he walked within ten, ten feet, not steps, feet of me, and I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna like hear me breathing because I was about to hyperventilate <laughs> and he walks, I mean, seven, eight, maybe nine feet. And I was like, you know what? He's so close. I've just got to go for broke and he's probably going to wig out, but he's going to be like, what the heck is that thing so close? And so he's walking and I just turn and draw at the same time and set on pin. He's maybe nine yards at this point and I smoked him. So that was like, I need to play the lottery after that. It was, it was like the last hour of the last day of Turkey season without a blind, without decoy. It just, I just got lucky. I mean, I had been calling and I guess the hen started coming my way and she pulled the, the gobbler, but those are my, that's my three, that's my three turkeys with a bow, but. It's cool. Uh, like I see guys that do stuff like that. Uh, Jordan Barnes, close proximity on YouTube. That dude's hardcore about no blind, no decoys. Uh, he's got like dang Hobby Lobby greenery on his bow and on his camera and on <laughs> yeah. his head, like yeah, dude. And dude's killing them. And every time I see a, a post where he kills a, a turkey, I'm like, man, like I feel like your ratio is better than most people's, and you're still using a bow. Like that's some that's some dedication and some skill right there. Is what that is. Um, he's legit. Yeah, super legit, legit turkey hunter. And to go out there and do it with a bow is just freaking cool. Um, but I'll be honest with you, for me, we've I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. 
Uh, for me, I just don't have any desire to do it. And I think it's because it just sounds too hard. Like turkey hunting's already like, it's already hard enough. Like Luke said, I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I don't think I'm there in my career as a turkey hunter that I want to make it harder for me. But we have somebody on the show who fulfilled a lifelong dream this week of killing a turkey. And I think, Luke, did you call your shot last week? Uh, I feel like you talked about it a little bit, but go ahead and, and share that story of uh, of your hey. recurve turkey <laughs> kill. And we're going to rip you apart in the middle of it, I'm sure. I mean, and that's fine. Y'all rip me apart. Y'all go do it, and then, <laughs> then we can talk. Oh, snap. I mean, <laughs> Shots fired. Honest, it, it still just feels surreal. I mean, in all seriousness, it's just like, I keep telling Sadie, you know, my wife and like everybody I talk to is just like, I freaking did it. It's just, I, I don't even know where to start. I guess I'll start like early season. Answer this, answer so, me this, answer me this, Luke. Hold on. Sorry. Answer me this. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're obviously, a, you're more of a deer hunter than you are a turkey hunter. Um, probably I, I would assume just because of where you're at in Alabama, this is the first year you've actually had a full turkey season. Usually it's like three days. Um, because of the Definitely, zone that yeah. you're in. Um, and so you've always really focused heavily on deer, um, a heck of a deer hunter, a really successful deer hunter. Compare this turkey with a recurve to like a, a deer with a recurve. Which one of those to you felt the most successful? Uh, the most successful? I mean, or like the... which one felt the best? Um, I, I don't know. It, 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 I mean, to do that with a bow, I mean, is great to do it with a recurve. I mean, it's just like a whole, like with turkeys to me, <clears throat> to be able to beat their eyes and to be able to beat a turkey is with anything is just insane. And then to do it with a recurve for me, it, I did, <laughs> I, I filmed, and this is like, year three for me trying to kill one with a recurve and i grew up shooting traditional gear you'll hear me on the podcast or you know on youtube whatever saying that or talking a lot about recurves traditional gear and i'll switch back and forth but the majority of the time i'm shooting traditional gear but um i would i would say that this kill with a recurve was one of the biggest highlights that i've ever had Ex like almost I would say it's like a step up from my first deer with a recurve only because this was so challenging in the sense of when it comes to, I feel like beating a deer at its game. I feel like it's doable. I videoed, you know, this kind of this whole thing. And in one of the videos I got done recording, I was like, I just sound so sad because I talk about, how impossible this seems <laughs> like deer hunting. I never thought this is impossible. I was like, this is going to happen. Shooting with a Turkey. It was like, I was almost just sad. Like I, I had, I told Sadie, um, I had to put the gun down this. No, not to you, Taylor, anybody that does this, but I just had to leave my gun. I was like, I'm not touching my gun until I kill one with a recurve for the rest of the season. And I just had to accept it. And I accepted the fact that if I don't kill one, it's okay. But I, I was So you weren't going like, to pick up your gun again? Nope. Nope. I told Sadie that. I was like, I'm not, I'm not touching the gun. She's like, why don't you just carry it with you? I was like, because I know that 
it's going to happen the way that I think it's going to happen, which is it's going to stay out there 40 yards. I'm going to shoot it with a gun and it's not going to happen. And I was like, I'm not touching the freaking gun. It's like, it's it's either going to happen three times. Yeah. I I, I told Sadie, I said, (laughs) this is going to happen or it's not going to happen. I got to a point where I told her, I said, I don't give a crap how long this takes. I will sit and I will turkey hunt with my recurve until I kill a bird. <laughs> and so, but this one. You had the added the benefit, though, Luke, of, of you just killed a, a, a turkey with your gun a few yep. days before. So, I mean, like you kind of you kind of were able off. to get that, that monkey off your back and really focus on your goal, which is highly you, you would think that You would think that. But it was almost like it was there even more because of That's just true. how hard this was. It was because I, I wanted this so bad. And um, it was crazy. The story was insane. So I've been hunting. I killed that bird with my with my gun about a week and a half ago. And I was like, okay, well, it's it, it's time to pick up the recurve because I, I, you know, saying on the podcast, like, I'm going to shoot a, or try to shoot a turkey with my recurve. I'd been practicing and practicing, but my buddy, Teddy, you know, he came down out of town. And so we both hunted with our guns because I, I wanted to try to get him on a bird. And so I knew I just had to switch gears because beating um, a turkey, like I said, at its own game without them, without them pinpointing you um, hard with a gun, but I knew I just had to kind of switch gears with a bow I'd ended up the first time I went, like like last week, I got 39 yards. A, a range that it was like 39 yards was as close as I got to stalking up on like two jakes and a hen. And now, now what what is what's your what's your effective range that you're looking for? Uh, 20 and under. For 20 sure. and under. 20 and under. Yep. And um, I have, uh, you, you know, you hear it all the time. It's like I don't want to I don't want to do your hunt for turkey. I have heard. Two mornings, I've heard a gobble way off. I've sat almost all day, every day, because I've been off work for the past week, um, just sat and waited because I knew turkeys were moving through that area, and I knew they were in there, and it's just a matter of time. That's why I kept telling my buddy Teddy. is like, look, it's just a matter of time, and I just had to engrave that in my brain. I don't need to mess anything up. It's just a matter of time before I get opportunity for this to happen. And so I, I decided to do a blind because I, I, one, you shooting one on the ground, Taylor, is, I mean, that's saying something because that's without a blind. That's hard to do. I knew I had to, that doing that in a blind was going to up my six or up, up my chances. And so I put a blind where I figured these turkeys were moving, moving through. And um, I had seen, uh, a bunch of jakes, a bunch of hens, and I was 100% going to shoot the first legal bird. I mean, without a doubt, I had no questions. I was going to shoot the first legal bird. That opportunities. It's crazy I, on your property that you're that you're hunting like like how many jakes you see out there. I mean, it's it's pretty insane. I've watched your videos uh mm-hmm. and then just, you know, talking to you over the past several years about it. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of turkeys right there. It's crazy to me that y'all yeah. y'all were part of the zone that had such a short turkey season. Yeah, and I, and I I do believe that doing the the kind of the management stuff that I've tried to do over the past few years, I've seen deer population, turkey population grow. But I would say in the past week and a half, 
I've won, we've 100% seen seven different Jakes, um, four or five different hens, and then two. I had four Toms on camera, but two of them kind of just went off somewhere else. And the, um, the one I shot, uh, last week, it was, uh, that one was on camera. And then, you know, the one I shot with my recurve, but you just triggered so it, many um, people talking about turkeys and cameras. No, then it's fine. I mean, you <laughs> can just, do it on just, public land. You can do they, it on they private They freaked land. out just now on you. Yeah. And that's totally fine. And um, that's our, that's our, that's our viewpoint. Uh, also, for anybody who maybe this is your first time listening uh, to the podcast, our viewpoint is, you know, I mean, there there are things that I don't want to do in my turkey hunting experience. There's things that a lot of people, you know, frown upon and, you know, I think reaping is a, is a, a big one. But honestly, like if Luke told me he reaped this turkey in with a, with a recurve, like that's still pretty freaking cool. You know, like, and, and, and we, we, uh, we joke around and stuff about, about things all the time, but honestly, at the end of the day, like be a good steward of the I mean, land, I, I would do be a good steward, too, be mm. a good steward of the resource and have fun, follow the laws. And as long as you do all those things and I, I, I don't see a problem with any of it. Yeah. But yeah, I was, um, I was set up the day that I killed killed the bird and i'd i'd missed too i missed um two years in a row and then missed uh the first hunt last week or the week before and it's i mean the whole thing's just ridiculously hard so (laughs) this this day though that i killed this bird i had two hens come out in front of me and i was just watching the hens um just getting some footage of them and then I look out, out of the blind and look to the right and about, uh, about 200 yards kind of out in the open in the pasture, um, next to the wood line. Cause I'm hunting next to a wood line next to some timber. I see a different bird. And I'm like, that looks like a bigger bird. So I throw up my binocs and I'm, I'm like, holy crap. It's a freaking Tom. This Tom, I mean, I don't even know if he set foot on, on my property more than once, once a week, twice a week, because I've been hunting in that spot morning and evening, sun up to sundown. And have not seen this bird. We, I saw him on the neighbor's property and I'm like, Holy freaking crap. This dude is making his one week appearance and I'm here to experience this. Well, those two hens, one of them stayed in front of me. The other one worked down towards where I saw the Tom and it was kind of over a hill. And I knew she was over there because I got some footage of him kind of strutting around. And I was like, dude, he is with his hen. And I I was thinking these hens normally stick together. That hen is, is probably going to come back towards this way because they, they just, roam around and then they'll come back and they were roosting the, those two hens they they were roosting on on the property in the woods and i i thought he is gonna come back with her and i, I almost it's so weird i don't know if y'all have ever felt this i almost recorded me saying this but i just felt like the scenario was so picture perfect it like i knew that this was about to i was about to get a shot at this time it was the weirdest feeling weirdest thing 
And I just knew that I was about to get a shot. And so I'm sitting there watching this hen in front of me and about 45 minutes goes by and he disappears kind of over the hill. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just going to be patient. I didn't call, didn't do anything. I just let him do his thing. And sure enough, I'm sitting there and I see, uh, something out of the corner of my eye on my right side and it's him and he's just creeping through coming right in front of my right in front of my uh little window on my right side and so i i cut my gopro on and i try to cut my main camera on and i just point my main camera in the direction that i thought he was in which ended up getting a freaking piece of grass on film but the gopro got me um, in the blind and I, I'm going to edit the video hopefully this week, but I, I was just so focused on, okay, reading his body language. Is he comfy? Yes. He's comfy. He's got a hen in the field. She's not spooked. She's comfy. And I was like, do I want to give him time? Because I know he's at 15 yards. What do I want to do? And I'm like, I've got a shot. I'm, I'm going to shoot this, shoot at this Turkey. And so I, I drew back. I pick a spot. I remember mentally going pick a freaking spot because, you know, missing will just rip you to pieces. And eventually you're like, okay, I got to get it together. I picked a spot and boom, hit the bird. I'm the exact spot that I was, I was wanting that arrow to be. So tell me, I'm going to interrupt you on that because this is a question that I was been, I've been, I've been wondering where to aim on a turkey. Yeah, where do you aim on a turkey? Like I've never bow hunted them. Uh, interesting story, yeah. interesting fact. The first animal I ever shot at with a bow was actually a turkey in Texas um, when I was really, really young. Uh, but I missed completely. Where is like, and this may be hard to explain verbally and maybe easier with pictures, but like with a shotgun, we aim for the head. You see all the videos, yeah. you know, of people in the Midwest hunting cornfields and that kind of that kind of scenario and they're shooting those big giant like guillotine type broadheads and stuff like yeah, yeah so they're they're aiming for the neck or the head where where are you aiming like with a with a trad bow so with this and it depends on the angle just like with anything so this specific shot was him turned broadside to me so i'm looking at his left wing um i wanted to shoot in just just up under his wing um kind of low kind of it sounds weird but just a little far back because if you get up in front and you get high or low low you're in breast and then high you, you can hit spine but i was wanting to hit somewhere in the wing or just a smidge lower i mean ideally i'm thinking if you hit wing um you're you're breaking that wing to where he can't fly which is perfect but you know he's going to run a thousand miles an hour um i would encourage anybody that's shooting a turkey with a bow uh if you got a buddy that killed one skinning it out looking at at like actually where the vitals and stuff are because you can look at stuff on google you can google all the stuff of like okay different angle facing facing to you facing away Uh, but for me on that specific spot um shooting it right right up under the wing just a little further back and that's exactly where I hit this bird. And um, when I hit that bird, I, I I watched him pick up and fly, and he flew about a hundred yards, and I heard him crash. 
you can hear me on my camera. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I, I got to go. I got to freaking go. I unzip the blind and I haul tail all the way around <laughs> the wood line. And I am, I'm like, okay, this is where I heard him crash. But I feel like, I feel like when he crashed, he didn't die. So up over the hill, I went and then down the hill, I he probably went 150 yards, but I got to him on the other side. He was flopping and I picked up a blood trail. I mean, it was like a blood trail, like a deer. And I see him flopping down the hill. Were you picking just, up a blood trail from where he was flying? Or from no, where he fell? No. So I wasn't looking for a blood trail until I started kind of easing up over the hill where I was like, he, I know that he isn't here where he fell, where I heard him fall. So he, he, he up and ran a little piece and up and over the hill, I, I started finding blood. And, um, and when I found him, I mean, he was just smoked. Like it took him time to die, but that shot, I mean, like I said, he, he was smoked. It hit vitals and he was bleeding all over the place. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I was thinking, I was thanking the Lord and I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. And (laughs) here's the thing. I would have been fine with a Jake that didn't even have a one inch beard. I shot a Tom with a 10 inch beard with, you know, spurs weren't, wasn't that big, but he's right at 20 pounds. And I, I just, it was so surreal, still surreal. I'm just, I'm just super thankful, uh, but it was hands down. One of the greatest hunts. I'll never forget it. I can't wait to get that video out, but it's definitely one of the most challenging, the most rewarding hunts that I've ever had. So um, are you getting them mounted? Yeah, yeah, me and dad were talking about doing something, you know, pretty cool with it, but we don't know exactly what we want to do with them yet. That'd be cool, man. I'm pumped for you. Yeah. Whenever I saw that, I was like, dadgummit, the guy called yeah. his shot and he got it done. That's so cool. Yeah, and my setup, my setup's pretty neat. And I, we've got different, I've got different recurves that I'll shoot. And, um, you know, I want to kill some stuff with a longbow, but this specific bow that I was using RK one that I've been that you are going to rip apart. It's fine. You can, you can, you can make fun of the paint, uh, but the it's a uh, RK one, pretty sweet little recurve. And I'm shooting, um, Easton arrows this 500 grain, but I actually, uh, I was kind of hesitant about the broadhead that I was shooting. I was shooting the three blade. I'm always a fan of shooting fixed. If you're shooting trad gear, um, I'll even argue, you know, shooting fixed with, with any, really any mechanical there's just a handful that I, I like but um i was shooting the montex three blade and they um they did they did uh very very well and was i, I was really happy that they did what i wanted them to do so so that's my setup like the arrows out you know i gotta keep the color down to minimum because they'll see they can hear the bow if they hear whatever and get out of the way they're going to get out of the way but i just wanted one less thing for them to see coming isn't it crazy how birds don't spook at noises a whole lot? Like, oh, they they did with me. They did, yeah, with Bo. I had I had shoot three three birds that I shot at. I mean, were gone before my arrow even got there. But again, I'm shooting I'm shooting a recurve, lower poundage. Um, you know, it's not zooming like like a, a compound slinging an arrow out. So, like, I've literally had turkeys before where I'm sitting there talking to a buddy. And they'll gobble at like 50 yards. And you're like, what the heck? You know, how come these things are so spooky? But I could sit here and talk. And like, you can sneak up on them in the woods with 
with leaves and stuff crunching like crazy and breaking branches and crap. And they're just kind of like, nah, we don't care about that. But if we see a Joker at a thousand yards, we're out of here. (laughs) You know, like for sure that like I've had them during deer season. You'll be up in the, up in a tree and just trying to barely turn the camera just to see the Turkey on camera at 200 yards up a ridge. And they're like putting and out of there. They're gone. They just see <laughs> just the slightest bit of movement they don't like. But that gummit, you could blow a foghorn. They don't give a crap about it. Um, yeah, I think the hardest thing in the world to do is to try to draw a bow on a turkey in a deer stand because they're always looking up, you know. And I, I mean, I, I've shot at, especially when I was, you know, kind of an up and comer. Um, you know, I was deer hunting, you know, out of Tennessee. And like I had, I mean, probably 30 turkeys walk under me. And I'm like, well, this is going to be. I mean, they're going to walk like 15 yards and I'm already standing up, have my bow up already. They, I mean, I just went to like clip my release on my D loop and they, you'd have thought that I went streaking across the field. I mean, yeah. they gone. Yeah. They gone. It's happened like, to me in, in Kentucky a lot. When you get that fall turkey tag, you're like, got a group of 15 long beards about to come by you. And you're like, oh yeah, come on, boy. Deer ain't moving. Let's do this thing. And then, I mean, you can't do anything. You can't even, like, even if you don't move, they just know. I don't know. It's so weird that being in that elevated position is, like, a big no-no with turkeys. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy to me. Luke, that's a that's a pretty cool, pretty cool accomplishment. I'm, I'm jacked Thanks, for man. you. I, I think it's a, uh, you know, I mean, using a blind and uh, using decoys and whatever, you know, people have opinions on that. But you really have a nice trade-off, and it, it may not even be a trade-off because it still is likely harder to kill a turkey with a recurve than a shotgun. Even if you're running and gunning shotgun and, you know, whatever, all the stuff that people people talk about. Like, I would say what you did was pretty hard. And the thing that I think is really cool and respectable is that... um you just decided like, I'm going to do this until it happens. So my question to you, Luke is, are you going to pick back up the shotgun this year? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I mean, it's like, what's your next, what's your that, next thing? Like, what's your next deal that you want to do? Like you're, you're kind of that, you're kind of like that uh, younger embodiment of Tim Wells, where you're just trying to figure out yeah. different ways to, different ways to kill animals blow gun like you're gonna blow gun him in the eyeball or what's what's up yeah, yeah I, I don't know i mean uh, sadie's you know sadie my wife she's like well now i because she knew i mean she knew i was gonna stick with it until it was done and she's like well now i can kill one right she's like i want to <laughs> kill one with a crossbow i'm like we may be able to make that happen but i don't know i honestly after this hunt or and after this uh, after this accomplishment, I, I want to take the recurve again. It's, I mean, it sounds crazy. All right. So here's like, my challenge. I was hoping you say that. Here's my challenge. I'm going to challenge you to, I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing a challenge. Like we're challenging each other. Uh, I'm sure as heck not doing it, but I'm going to challenge you to a run and gun, no blind, no decoy recurve hunt. Are you up for it? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually done that, but I haven't killed one. Uh, that's one of my misses i got like 20 yards from one and he just fluffed his feathers up on a shot and it just shot like or he got out of the way before my ever even got you did there, kill but. one running gun with a bow though right yes on the ground it, it was the i'm like what the crap how did this even happen the gr- it was like 
a freaking flock working down this wood line that I, I had seen coming. And so I got around in front of them because I knew where they were working towards. And I just, I was on the ground, just froze. This was with um, a compound and they just, they didn't even care. They, they thought I was just something sitting there, not anything going to mess with them. And they just walked 15 yards from me. I'm at the edge of the wood line and yeah, I shot one on the ground like that with a compound, but yeah, I haven't done it with a recurve yet. That's awesome. Well, I challenge you to it moving along. Uh, so, so Adam, you killed one this week too. Um, and I, I think it's fun in the podcast thing, especially Turkey podcast, uh, to kind of share these stories. I think it's a, it's a good time, especially when everybody on the call has killed one last week, like we talked about. So, For sure. So tell us, Adam, about your about your uh, shenanigan down in in Florida for the second time this year. So this one is the most anticlimactic uh, turkey hunt I've ever been on. Will be polar opposite of Luke's hunt, where he's like jacked up, you know, achieved a goal. Like that's kind of how I thought this hunt would go down, man. But uh, I got there. I guess I started hunting Tuesday. Didn't hear a gobble Tuesday. Didn't hear a gobble all day Wednesday. Um, and so Thursday, by Thursday morning, we finally got on a bird. Uh, and at that point we'd been hunting just like mostly swamp type, uh, scenarios, swamp type habitat, very thick, uh, back in some of these swamps, there was some food plots. So that would kind of give some openings for turkeys to strut. And we did see sun, but man, we were just not getting into turkeys until Thursday morning. Uh, then finally, I was with a group of guys and another group of guys had been hunting about 87 miles south of where we were. And they had been in birds. They had killed a bird and another guy had, uh, had missed a bird. And so they had to leave. They left that left that spot open 87 miles south. We headed down there Thursday afternoon. So we go from hunting, you know, thick swamps to fields basically. And we set up blind in one spot where we knew that these guys had been on turkeys before um yelped a few times and within like five minutes i have a turkey dead so it's like it's one of those things man you like work all week and you stay with them you stay persistent and sometimes that's just what you have to do uh to get it done but it's not the funnest way to kill turkey but you know what i was pretty dang happy to uh that's awesome tag on one yeah (laughs) yeah that you earn them somewhere right like we we talked about a couple times i think it was tom kelly who uh who says it like you you and I don't remember the exact words that he, that he says in the, in the book, but it's like every once in a while you get those easy ones, but the easy ones were earned somewhere along the way. You dang right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I'm grateful Taylor, for the easy ones. I love them. Taylor actually had posted that quote a few days before that. And like, as soon as I shot that bird, like that is one of the times where I didn't chase the bird because he didn't even kick. So I just kind of sat back against the tree. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this That's week so has cool. been, horrible like you know thinking i'm going to get into a pit of vipers any minute now in these swamps or alligators and then uh and then all of a sudden i'm in this pretty green pasture and boom it's over (laughs) so it didn't feel like i earned it but hey tagged out out. in florida that's cool and that sleep that night was beautiful yeah yeah it was beautiful i got some good rest that night there is there is seriously I, i think i posted this on instagram uh stories there is seriously something that is amazing about the sleep after you kill one especially like when you kill one at home and you're not like on a trip 
and you can just chill out at home, watch TV, make breakfast for everybody. You get to be yes. a, you get to be the trophy husband that you haven't been being. It's like you become the best servant ever. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's like why are, and your wife's like, why are you in such a good mood? It's like, I will. What do you need? What do you need today? <laughs> I'm, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> my wife takes those opportunities to say baby could i buy some new shoes yes you know what <laughs> you know what yes you can you don't even have to ask don't ever ask me again and then two weeks later when i'm back in the pits because i haven't <laughs> even seen a turkey, like, we can't a turkey spend a dime. like stop spending all the freaking money uh <laughs> i kind of feel like my wife my wife knows like she's called my bluff uh a couple of times in these scenarios where she's like Okay, so you stayed home one day. You want a freaking cookie? You know, like. <laughs> but she's congratulations. It it does take, yeah, it does take a a very, um, patient woman to be married to a hunter in general, but a turkey hunter for sure. And it, I think a lot of it is we have these. In most states, anyways, you have a very short turkey season. Right, deer season, you can kind of spread it out. If I miss a few days in a row, deer season, eh, whatever. As long as it's not deer in the rut, I'm fine. Um, if I miss a few days of turkey season, I'm like, well, flip, man. There goes half of my season. Feels like you know. So it's directly yeah. if it's a a bluebird day, mm-hmm. you know, wind, you know, cool in the mornings, and you're you're sitting there like, oh my gosh, oh my, God. but and, you know. That happened to me, actually happened to me <clears throat> last week. I, so the reason I was in Florida is because my wife and I, our anniversary is in December, which is a horrible time to get married because you can't ever, ever celebrate your anniversary in December. Cause you got like <laughs> eight, you got like eight weeks worth of stuff to do for holidays in like three and a half weeks. And it's just nuts. And so, um, so I was, I've been off work for three weeks, um, which I time it perfectly with turkey season by the way um so i'm pretty genius for that but we had to wait we had to wait to celebrate our anniversary until um until last week and so we went to florida and so my wife was incredibly gracious to let me hunt down there but while i was down there uh, i was hunting public land i was and i was getting my butt kicked the first day i was down there and my phone goes off i've got a wireless camera on one of my spots and, and it's and it's on this huge field um and i haven't seen birds on it we had we didn't i didn't see a single gobbler on it at all last year um and i hadn't seen any birds on it for like two months they always hang out in the winter and then come like january february they're there and then boom they're gone so i just had a camera there just to let me know if they come back um and so kind of got on a pinch point in this field and I'm sitting there and I'm sweating. It's hot in Florida. I've been walking in sand for like four miles and I'm down in the dumps. Like you're saying, Parker, just like, man, this is so stupid. I could be on the beach with my wife. I'm in black sand up to my knees and I'll get a photo on my phone and there's a big old strutter, not 10 feet in front of my stupid camera. And it's a, and I was just like, man, what am I doing? What am I doing? But it ended up working out. So. It does. It's, it seems like those are always the day that the days that it kind of comes together, you know, like when I shot one on Saturday, I was really kind of just, we were going in and we, I've been hunting hard, man. I've been hunting real hard, had a bunch. I've had more close calls this year than I've ever had. And after my trip to Florida where I went and shot 
my two birds in three days, I was like feeling pretty good about myself, man. You, you start thinking like, man, maybe I'm learning, you know, maybe I'm getting good at this. Uh, and then you come and hunt Alabama birds for 10 days and you're like, I suck. I just am terrible at this game. Um, so I had a bunch of close calls and then Saturday was like, I, I was beat, man. And I was, we were trying to take advantage of the time my dad had here and hunt every chance we got. Um, and that day was the first day that we hunted on public land, um, because it had just opened. And, uh, so that was the first day we went out there and I was like, dad, we knew there were birds there. So here's the, I, I'm not going to tell a super detailed story of, of mine, but, um, we went and hunted with my uncle on his lease, uh, Friday. So last Friday we hunted with my uncle on his lease, his lease butts up to public land and so we got on birds and honestly when that was the opening day of of that public land area so we could hunt those birds on public land and they were there was like three or four of them gobbling over there on the on the public side of it so we spent the whole day right there on public but but through private so I don't really you like if I were to have shot a bird that day and posted the video of it I wouldn't have said public land bird because it didn't feel like it, you know, we came in on a road through a gate and got deep into public because it was on the private land. Um, but they were all there. And so I told dad when we got out, I was like, Hey, we could go hunt those birds again tomorrow. Um, I've never hunted this area, but we could hunt them again tomorrow for sure. If they're there and there was a ton of scratch sign, just, I mean, looked like a barnyard. It was insane how much sign was in there. And uh, she said, yes. I was like, well, here's the thing, though. We're going to have to get up at like two o'clock in the morning because it's Saturday of the opening weekend on this place. And there's going to be people crawling out here. We have and there's only one little pull in to this whole area that probably covers crap, dude, probably two or three thousand acres. Like it's a lot of public right there. And there's one little parking spot to get down the trail. I was like, we got to get here early if we want to get a chance at these birds. So we got in early and, um, I was so tired, man. I was like, you know what? I've been working my tail off. This is going to be the first day of hunting completely public land. I've been hunting private land turkeys this whole time and I still haven't killed one. Like chances are not good that we're going to kill one on this day on public. We're just going here because we have a little bit of information. And, uh, sure enough, man, they gobbled two of them, gobbled on the roost twice. And we ended up splitting up because I had let out a, a tree yelp once me and dad got set up on top of this ridge. And, and what, what's been going on for me this year is I've been getting on like these really hot birds and I've been making moves on them while they were making moves towards me. And it's kind of screwed me up, honestly. Like I'm not used to, I'm used to birds getting hung up and not wanting to come and you have to make moves on them. And everyone I've gotten on this year has gone directly to where I was at. And uh, <laughs> it's it's just kind of been dumb. And then the times that I have decided to sit still and wait it out, and like, you know, try to wait on them, they get hung up. So I was like, Dad, I can't make a right call. I don't know what to do. It's like, they're not coming over here. We haven't heard them gobble again. At this point, it's probably like 730. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just kind of like, but let's just flip a coin because every option that I have, in my mind, hasn't been working this year. He said, well, why don't I stay right here 
if you feel like that you need to move, you go move around. And there was a really nice bench uh, that we had found the day before that was covered up in sign. He's like, if you feel like you need to move, if you feel like the turkeys could go to either spot, you go you go over there and I'll sit right here. So sure enough, that's what I did. And long story short, uh, I sat down in a really nice spot and um, sat there for a good 45 minutes to an hour before I ever heard another gobble. And I was just doing some really light calling, scratching the leaves. I knew the birds were somewhere in a probably 200-yard radius of me. I knew they were somewhere. I just didn't know where. And did some light calling, nothing. Light calling, nothing. Uh, I finally let out just a loud, obnoxiously loud, excited yelp uh, with a mouth call. And they responded immediately. Close. They, like, they weren't far. They were just right below the bench that I was sitting on. And I was like, okay, they're here. And uh, I waited, did some more soft calls. You know, I didn't want to do too much. And nothing, nothing, nothing. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. I mean, I'm talking about like 30 minutes had passed in between that first gobble that wasn't very far. Like they were hung up right there at the bottom. I was like, all right, they're not fired up. I've got to get them fired up. So I pull out my glass call and just start wearing it out. And they are, they're gobbling like crate, like barnyard turkeys, man. They're just like going nuts at this glass call. Just high end screech cuts like just i mean i'm popping it hard you know when you you're like i might break this glass if i, if I pop it any harder than that and uh, uh that's that thick that's that thick girl calling yeah the thick girl <laughs> uh that was a thick hen and uh so they were getting fired up and they started eventually working their way to me and finally they crested that hill and i'm telling you guys like i've killed a few turkeys i've killed you know, a good amount of birds. I don't think I've ever had a more beautiful moment in the turkey woods. I was on this hardwood bench and these birds come up from the bottom and it ended up being a disadvantage for me, but the sun was shining down on me. It would have been cloudy all morning long. And then once those birds crested the hill, it's like the start of the, the, the clouds split the sun shined down, and I the first thing I saw was a tail fan just, you know, where it just kind of poof, does like that over the ridge, and the sun was shining behind it. It was, I mean, gorgeous. The problem was, this was maybe one of the first opportunities um, that I have had in the turkey woods to get a really, really good video. Like, they were in the perfect spot. It wasn't too thick. It, it was beautiful. The sun was shining down on them, but here's the thing that I was going over in my head, and this is the struggle of self-filming, is that sun is shining directly on me, like right on me. I can feel it beating down on me. If I move this camera, that lens is going to glare like nobody's business, because the sun wasn't real high yet. It was still, you know, kind of coming up, and I knew if I move that camera, I'm I'm as good as done. They're going to see me. I'm not going to have a shot. And so I just left the camera still. And uh, I, I actually talked in the camera mic while they're coming. And I have my gun. I'm like, I cannot move this camera. But if y'all could see this, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> oh, but, but I cannot move this camera right now. And uh, finally, one of them comes in. And, dude, they started gobbling like crazy right there when they crested that ridge or that, that onto that bench. They started so cool. gobbling and drumming and spitting and 
There's two of them. And, uh, like, you know, when they gobble and they, they're so close, you can hear like that low end breath in the gobble. And that's kind of how, you know, they're right there. That was how it was. It was like, just blow you away. It's like, it's like that video of the disease. It's like a saber tooth tiger ripping your heart out or ripping your throat out or whatever he says. It's exactly what it is, man. And, uh, and one of them stepped out in, into a, a really, a really small opening, but he was looking and the way the sun was shining on me, I was like, I got to take this shot because if I flinch, if I blink, if I move my, my trigger finger too fast, they're, they're out of here and they're going to be gone. So he finally stepped in that little opening and I shot him and it was, dude, it was like probably one of those picture perfect turkey hunts I've ever had. I decided in that moment that, uh, I really would like to have a cameraman <laughs> for those type of situations. Because, dude, I thought the same stuff. Because it was so, it was so beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm not tore up that I didn't get it on film, but I'm like, it's like it breaks my heart that other people can't. They just have to listen to me say, if you could see this right now, <laughs> you would be impressed, you know, but it's just not the way it worked out. But sometimes you just got to be a killer and not a filmer. And that's what I tried to do. Taylor, right I've heard you talk about filming, man. I've seen you put out some, uh, some video on Instagram, but I don't think I've seen you like producing any videos. Are you like just hanging on to that as uh, some personal keepsakes? Or are you ever going to share that with us? Man, I, so here's the problem. I, you know how Luke, you're talking about how you, you know when you decide to kill a turkey with your with your bow, you just had to like put down the shotgun. Well, I went through this phase a couple of years ago. Uh, actually, it was 2020, where I was like, you know what, I'm going to film everything. I'm going to throw it up on YouTube and all this kind of stuff. You know, when you get in that like February lull and you start just plowing through the turkey content, especially. You know, thp and dave owens on stuff and you know you get inspired I'm like well, i'm gonna do it this year this is gonna be the year and then you yeah. carry a camera and a tripod and a second second angle camera and your gun and everything else and you know and after a while of doing of lugging all that stuff and you know middleton see up and down these hills and hollers and stuff you're like man this is this this is not fun and so so i actually got anti-fun is what this is Gosh, man. <laughs> but the tough. thing is, I've I've captured enough, you know, successful turkey hunts that I'm like, man, I, if you when you get it, it's finally worth it. But the camera's yeah. been a curse for me, dude. When I carry that stupid camera, man, it's like a plague for turkeys. And so I promise you, I'll leave the camera in the truck and I'll have one of those hunts, like you said, Parker, where it's just like this the heavens opened up and the door's <laughs> like, oh you know, it's like, but if I have the camera, there's no turkey. So I just I kind of go through these phases in and out. So I, a few years ago, I put you know put some of my hunts up and and it's fun. Uh, but man, we we had our we had a, a third child um, several months ago, and man, it's kicking our rear. End. And so I'm just like, you know what? And I work I work a lot. And so man, when I if I do go hunting, man, when I come home, like I'm gassed. The last thing I want to do is is edit a bunch of videos. So I'm, I've been filming stuff. Um, and so I don't know. I might end up. I might end up posting it or I don't know. I may just throw it on Instagram or just hold on to, I don't know. But like today, you know, I, I, I have such a headache with cameras anyway. I dropped my, I dropped my good camera last week um, and it hit the side of a Oak tree and now it's making weird noises when it records. Oh, no. and, um, and then today 
And then today, when I killed my bird, I didn't have any anticipation of even seeing anything. So I didn't take my big camera like a freaking moron. I told you this is what happens. And I leave my big camera in the truck. I walk in there. And I'd actually do a lot of recording on my iPhone. Quality is so good. You just can't zoom really great. But audio is amazing and, and good video quality. So I've got that. I've got a GoPro mounted on my gun. And uh, so I've got my phone uh, on a little tripod, one of the little flexible tripods pointed up at me, catching that angle. And I've got my, my GoPro. And, of course, this turkey comes in, spitting, drumming, gobbling, strutting at a, a whopping 17 yards. And I'm like, my oh, GoPro. Man. My GoPro is getting all this and I see the red light flashing. So I'm like, dude, it's finally going to come together. I was, I still was wishing I had a good camera, but he, so finally, so anyway, I end up, he's gobbling strutting in my face. He will not come out of strut. So I'm having to act like an idiot, you know, like pop, 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 trying to get him to stick his head up. But I had to finally had to shoot him gobbling. Well, I was like, man, I got all that on video. I was so pumped and took some pictures and texted a couple buddies and, so I get home and I connect my pro and it got everything until about nine seconds before the shot. I have no idea what happened, but it just stopped recording. No <laughs> idea. No. And that's when I'm like, you know what? I just, I need a cameraman like you, Parker. I just need a yep. won't have to work all stuff. So I don't know, man. I, I love, I actually, I love the creative side of video and I, I actually enjoy that. You know, that's why one of the reasons I want, buddy today try to, to capture it and um got some really good video of of him missing four times and uh, <laughs> catching a turkey and him hauling down the hill dude i got it i got I it <laughs> I can't imagine. yeah that's funny that's funny well fellas it's getting late i want to respect all y'all's time i'll be honest i'm gonna whisper because i feel like my wife can hear me upstairs uh she thinks I'm going turkey hunting tomorrow, and I wasn't planning to, but I might take that opportunity. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go get some rest. So, I need to get some sleep if I'm going to try to do that. So, hopefully, those storms will be out of there before then. Yeah, I hope so. We'll see. Uh, if be I safe. if I get to go, it'll be it'll be like six ish in the morning. I won't get to go like super early, but uh, if those storms roll through, I mean, that that break in rain can be can be a money time that's so. literally what happened to me today i went to that public land spot and it's just downpouring and they the hourly was supposed to say it was supposed to let up at like you know nine o'clock and so i basically was sitting at the gate waiting and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and i and i keep look, refreshing it and it's not getting any better to keep saying <laughs> it's 30 percent, then it's 60 percent. so i finally looked in it it cleared up south and so i drove about an hour south went to this other spot I was seeing turkeys in these green fields all over on the interstate. And I was like, I'm going, I know exactly where I'm going. And that's, that's what happened to me. The, the cloud, the rain quit, the wind calmed down, the front went through. It was money. That's so awesome. Maybe it'll happen to you, man. We'll see. Maybe it will. Fellas, <laughs> you, you guys have a happy Easter. Everybody listening, have a, a happy Easter. This is going to be my first Easter, not working at a church. And I am grateful for that. Uh, right now, <laughs> Luke, but you do work at a church, right, Taylor? I do, yeah. So Easter's a big time. You need to get your rest. Super Bowl Sunday for us. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And Adam's a Sunday school teacher, so you got that too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
I think I'm gonna like uh, let my sub takes take over on this Sunday though. <laughs> Make try going on early service. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. Y'all have a good one. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, a big shout out to all of our partners. That's Go Wild, Spartan Forge, Tethered, New Canoe, and Scree Gear. You can keep up with Southern Ground Hunting by following us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. And make sure you check out southerngroundhunting.com to pick up some of our merch, hats, t-shirts, stickers, stuff like that. I truly hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you here again next week. Remember this, God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you next time.